Welcome to the All Digital AM Podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on the All Digital AM YouTube channel. Hi, everybody. This is Adam Penna. Thanks for joining us. Uh, continuing the conversation in 3D printing and additive manufacturing. Happy today to have Alessio joining us. He is coming to us from Robos. Alessio is the CEO, and he's also been Entrepreneur of the Year by Ernst & Young, and as well as Forbes 30 Under 30 recently. So wonderful to have you here. Alessio LaRusso, welcome. Ciao, Adam. Yeah, ciao. Okay, yeah, yeah. We got. I have the Italian heritage. Uh, grandmother. Uh, my mom was the first uh, to come over here, and uh, so I'm the first generation American. But oh, yeah, and uh, oh. yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. A lot of great family all spread out all, all, all over Italy. So uh, actually had a trip planned last year, but we all know what happened last year. So uh, looking to do that maybe in 2022. That we get over there about every five years and visit uh, family all north to south. We have them all over the place in Italy. So <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Um, beautiful, beautiful country. A lot of great art there and a lot of great people. So I know you combine a bit of the art and working with people. Uh, that's an art in itself. I, I saw a few of your interviews yeah, sure. on, yeah, on leadership sure. and dealing with people. So anyhow, great to have you here. Welcome, Alicia. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking about 3D printing in general, but uh, we all get started in different ways. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got started and what brought you into having a passion for 3D printing? Well, uh, it's a long story. Uh, I started playing with 3D printing when I was 17, so almost 13 years ago. Um, yeah, yeah, it it was a long journey, but everything started from, from a passion basically. And, uh, I I used to build my first 3d printer more than 13 years ago. And, uh, then I completely fell in love with the technology and and I decided to, to spend my life in, um, um, creating a real manufacturing 3d printing technology uh, capable to produce metal replacement and use parts because I come from CNC machining. Yeah. Uh, my dad uh, had a very small CNC shop, so I spent uh, years working on CNC machining. Uh, and uh, in my opinion, 3D printing technology was and is capable to uh, be integrated with uh, production technology like CNC machining. Uh, and in fact, we were very concentrated since our foundation in creating a technology capable to print accurate, repeatable and high performance part by super polymers and composite materials. That's a lot. So, so as far as uh, getting into the super composites and the high temperature, what, what pushed you in that direction? Um, because I thought that having just accuracy and repeatability, of course, wasn't enough. Uh, if you want to go into production, you need to uh, have same properties of materials used today in production through different methods. So for me, it was, uh, was clear that we were, uh, uh, we were in the position to develop new materials, uh, to develop composite and super polymers, even through even even for metal replacement applications. Mm. So today uh, we are we are super concentrated in that. Ninety nine percent of our business is based on high temperature and composite materials. Mm. Uh, we are not in prototyping, and our customers are using more and more our technology to create customized production parts. 
Yeah, that's the big thing we're talking about, you know, inside of additive manufacturing is the manufacturing side of it, you know, and, and there's a difference between the prototype world and the, uh, the manufacturing world, but they're, they're also a lot of overlap there, as we know. Um, but yeah, when you're looking at production and you're looking at actually having end use parts from the printers, uh, it's a different challenge, you know, and high temperature materials I see like peak and I know you use peak out there and it's a, a very, um, uh, you know, it's a very different material as far as the way the machine has to be built, you have to deal with the high temperatures. That means that whole chamber has to go through a lot of pre- preparation and, uh, there's a lot of issues. Of course, a lot of the, the, uh, peak isn't refreshed. You can't use it again. So you have to make sure you don't waste it inside the machine. That's for sure. So I know one of your sayings is print strong like metal and. And um, so talk about that a little bit. Like, what are you what are you looking to replace out there in the industry or some of the applications you're going up against? Well, today we are um, super focusing sectors like aerospace with a specific um, attitude, let's say, in the space application. So we are now working with uh, a plenty of customers to print CubeSat nanosatellites, uh, antennas. And uh, and space radio applications. We are um, very present in the energy sector, uh, automotive, uh, motorsport, um, and we are seeing more and more application: intellectual mobility, autonomous driving, and and autonomous robots as well. Uh, because at the end of the day, our composite and our super polymers can replace metal to save weight. Uh, without losing in performance, without losing in strength, without losing in thermal uh, resistance, and probably increasing some properties like chemical resistance, for example. Uh, we have a multitude of applications today where we replaced aluminum or stainless steel, for example, in chemical industry or, or in space industry as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of great things happening in the space industry. And I know you uh, recently um, set up in Houston, Texas. So uh, tell us a little bit about what made you choose Houston. I'm here in Austin, Texas, so it's great to have you here. And uh, looking forward to seeing what Robros can bring to Texas, but also North America. So what made you choose Houston as a city to set up headquarters in uh, so, North America? Yeah, yeah. So we selected Houston basically for a couple of reasons. The first is the fact that uh, we decided to move close to our customers. And uh, this was the primary reason. So today we are working with the major energy space and direct space company, companies in Texas. Houston was a perfect location even for um, talent attraction. So there are incredible universities like Rice University, mm-hmm. University of Houston, Texas A&M is there. Uh, so we are uh, hiring super talented engineers. And probably another reason was the fact that being in Houston for us is important from a logistic perspective. So we are in the middle uh, of, of the, the country, so we can operate with East Coast, with West Coast at the same time and provides us the possibility to look into South America very soon as well. Nice. Yeah, yeah. With uh, Mexico really close, uh, you can go start to uh, look at that part of it. And it, a lot of people overlook what's going on down there, but there's a lot of good manufacturing happening, obviously, and a, a good market down there, strong market. So uh, that's a that's a nice move there. Yeah, Houston's a great city to set up in. Uh, so welcome. It's, it's good to have you here. I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing that, that growth happen there. And uh, so what happens at the headquarters? It's, it's um, Bari, Italy, correct? Is that that's where your head, the headquarters is located? Yeah. So today we have two headquarters. Uh, the R&D and the engineering headquarters is in Italy, in the south of Italy, in Bari. 
where we are almost 100 engineers. Uh, and in Houston, we are moving more and more our business operations. So marketing, sales, and mm-hmm. everything related to business is, is moving to Houston. So at this point, we are 20 people in Houston. And uh, we aim to hire additional 30 people by the end of this year in Houston and an additional 40 engineers in, in the South of Italy. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. That's a lot of great growth. It, it shows what's been going on as far as setting up uh, the right kind of uh, printing uh, machines. Now, I know you do a lot of different things with the machines, and especially with the FFF. You, you're working it uh, with uh, gears instead of actually belts and things like this. So talk a little bit about the technology and what's allowed you to push it forward so quick and actually take a jump on what's happening out there. Yeah, yeah, correct. Our technology is patented, and it's called beltless technology. So mm. we don't use belts. Uh, made in rubber-like material, but we use a mechatronics movement by rocks and pinions, which is six times more precise than mm. belts driving 3D printers. And this is this is so crucial for our customers because our customers uh, are uh, are looking for repeatability and consistency. And, and uh, if you cannot guarantee the repeatability of the parts. How can we talk about manufacturing? I mean, mm, yep. Yeah, I come from the metrology background also. So it's like, to me, it's all about repeatable precision when you talk about manufacturing. So, um, that's absolutely. a big, big deal there. And, and, and so your machines are able to achieve this because of those kind of, uh, you know, upgrades to the machine, I guess you could say, but it's, it's a standard there at Robos. Um, so, uh, you know, as far as size goes, what are the largest sizes you can get? I saw a part, there was like 450 millimeter part recently in peak that you had, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty amazing. That's a large part. So what are some of the capacities you work with or some of the largest parts you, you have? Yeah. So today our Argo 500 is capable to print part up to 500, 500, 500 millimeters. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a that's a big deal. Obviously, you know, the larger you can go, especially with some of these these materials and make these parts, the more applications out there, and that's what we want to see in three D printing, right? More applications, you know, that that provides a, a bigger community, more things going on, more processes. It becomes Correct. more of a a natural uh, manufacturing process instead of something that uh, is Correct. more of a one off. Correct. So, you know, for to, to print such such large parts. Uh, either chamber is, is, is not enough. I mean, it's, it's not about heating parts. No, it's about, um, heating the parts in the proper way, uh, mm. at the right, with, with the right time, with the right flows inside the chamber. And, uh, it, it took more than 2.5 years to, to build our current heated chamber. Uh-huh. And, um, but, but, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's super important for us to ensure the right crystallinity of the part. So when we print peak, it's not just about extruding a material uh, at high temperature, but it's about controlling everything to be sure to process the material in the proper way. And when we say process, we mean that we created an entire technological ecosystem to process the material at the at, at the proper way. So thanks to our drying method, where we take care about moisture inside the material, mm-hmm. and uh, we track all the parameters of moisture as well, going to to the control in the heated chamber, the control of the temperature, the beltless technology, and uh, and the print log system at the end of the print. 
which certifies each part printed with all parameters, all conditions, in order to to provide the certificate of mm, uh, yeah. each part printed, and you know this is this is crucial for regulated industries. Yeah, that's a, you touched on a few things there that that's interesting to me. I know that you know, you, you provide machines, but you also provide the service. So talk a little bit about that business model because that's interesting. Some companies go one way or another. Some provide both, mm-hmm. um, but there's different aspects. There's different customers. There's different ways you have to deal with when you have a service uh, part of it. So talk about those two business models. And, and what you've seen some of the benefits of what you do at Robos. So during pandemic, the, the first wave of pandemic, so March, March last year, yeah. uh, we got a huge amount of requests of parts, you know, um, and and uh, and we thought, how can we help these customers in getting the parts they need? Because we got some requests from Asia, from South America, from North America, from South South Africa. So we got requests to print to produce parts. Um, due to the shortage of supply chain, yep. you know. So we got to the conclusion that, look, we have hundreds of machines in the world. Why we don't connect our customers who own our machines with the customers who need the parts printed? And, mm-hmm. and this is what we did. We created a marketplace where today we connect our Argo 500 customers with our um, customers of marketplace. So basically, the customers of us provides extra capacity of their Argo 500 to print parts for other customers. So we connect the demand with the offer. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. And when you're listening to the customers, I've, I've heard you talk about that before. Big part of leadership I like to see is when people are listening to their customers, obviously. Uh, you know, it sounds so simple and it sounds like a no brainer. Like you, of course you do this, but a lot of there, there's some people that don't do this and, and they uh, stay in the same ruts. And, you know, when you yeah. have the customer feedback, you have very important information, you know, and, and correct, that al- allows you correct. to scale appropriately and actually be making changes that fit the customer instead of what you think is the next greatest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think mean, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't compete with our customers because we don't produce our own the parts. Mm-hmm. So we connect our customers and we help them to generate extra revenue at the end of the day yep. because they sell parts to other customers. So um, and uh, the very important thing about this, Adam, is that we can produce a part in Houston, which is exactly the same to a part printed in Singapore due to the fact that mm, we yeah. have a complete control of the entire process, beltless technology everywhere. Mm-hmm. So the very important thing for our global customers today and what we are seeing more and more that big accounts start to start to buy um, thousands of parts from us and they need delivery in different locations in the world. Mm-hmm. So, but they need consistency and they need repeatability of the parts. So thanks to our repeatable technology, we can produce at the same time multiple parts in different locations in the world and deliver close to the point of use. This wow. is the real uniqueness of our, of our business model, of our marketplace, in my opinion. Yeah, that's not easy. That's not easy at all. When we talk about different machines in different locations and different operators, different everything environments, um, you know, that's a big part of the challenge and additive is to actually be able to repeat in all different uh, areas, you know, on demand manufacturing mm-hmm. out there. Um, you know, it's expanding, but there's a lot of issues with it, especially with uh, the machines in different locations. You got to make sure 
they're all set up correctly and they're all doing what they need to do and there might be a little bit something different in the environment in one part of the world than another but you still need the consistency of the parts. So talk about that. Are you guys doing that mostly through software control? I know the machine's consistency is there, but what else is actually checking things along the way for quality? Okay, so we check uh, the way our machines produce the parts. So we are capable to understand the repeatability of the machine. We are capable to understand the level of moisture inside the material. So the machine recognizes itself when the right moment comes to start printing uh, because the material is perfectly dried under a certain value. Uh, we can control almost everything. And we also we are also capable to send the same G-code in multiple locations at the same time ah, because yeah. all the machines are connected in cloud. So we do the, we do the G-code preparation one time and then we are pretty sure to print exactly the same part with exactly the same parameters in multiple locations at the same time. Wow. And uh, we are capable to control everything, the amount of material uh, used, the, the, the everything, so we can provide the temperature inside the chamber, the different temperature of the chamber, the different temperature inside the same part. So we are also capable to provide the thermals, history of the part. Yes. This, is, this is crucial for regulated industries because these means provide the certification of each part printed. And for our customers, this is fundamental. Yeah, that's the bottom line. Again, back to the manufacturing process. That's all in normal manufacturing, so why not in additive manufacturing? And you see more and more of that being able to qualify the part through all different processes. Um, really neat. I'd love to see that. I mean, thank you very much for sharing a little bit of in-depth about what's going on at Robo. It's exciting to have you here in Texas. So welcome to Texas. And uh, looking forward to, I'm sure, meeting it uh, in person sometime. I'd love to come out and check out the facility some sometime. So uh, when uh, the pandemic allows, uh, be able to make those plans hopefully soon. Oh, please, please. You're welcome. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the future of Robos. What, what do you have planned coming up? Is there anything you could share that, uh, that we should know about or things that you have coming up now uh, in the future? Well, um, exciting times ahead. Uh, we are uh, recruiting uh, incredible talent right now. So, as I uh, said before, we are going to hire additional seventy employees at the end of by the end of this this year. Uh, we are working on uh, new incredible technologies and uh, new materials that will, will come out soon. Uh, so, super super exciting times ahead. It is. I know that there's also, uh, you have on the 20th of May, a big uh, webinar coming up, Robos Goes to Orbit. Uh, you know, a lot of great stuff going on in the space industry. So tell us a bit about that. What, what can people look forward to on the 20th of May at that webinar? Yeah, so we are um, providing, you know, we are telling to the people what we are doing with uh, peak material, with composite material for space industry. In this particular webinar that will be hosted by University of Colorado as well, uh, we are going to provide information about the project we we did together, creating a CubeSat that will go into orbit in the next month. So awesome. uh, we did together the design phase, the optimization of the weight, and uh, and uh, and we already printed the the initial CubeSats, and uh, we're going to provide a, a a deep look into these incredible applications where we are focusing more and more. Yeah, that's that's great. I'll have a link in, in the actual description here for that. So people that want to join, go ahead and check that out. But Alessio, it's been wonderful having you. Thanks for joining us today and uh, look forward to seeing more of Robos in the future. Thank you, Adam. 
Thank you for listening to the All Digital Additive Manufacturing Podcast. If you would like to help support and build our community, take action to press follow, subscribe, comment below, or please leave a review. And don't forget to share. Thanks for continuing the conversation. This is Adam Penner signing off. See you soon.